Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, I think you guys know what we're going to be talking about for the beginning news portion. We're going to be talking about the Optic Texas rumor, uh, not rumor anymore, I guess, roster change. Uh, Hook joins the roster. Talk about the implications of that, how we think it's going to go, uh, what we think about him maybe being potentially the third choice for the roster. Is that going to pan out well? Will there be some awkwardness? Uh, what's going to happen with Dashi? Uh, we're going to talk about all that. A little bit of Challengers news as well. You know, Brock's guy Doug made some noise. Uh, Parasite came back out of nowhere and made a bunch of noise this weekend. And then after that, we're going to talk pickums and pick. Uh, finally, pick some matches again for week one of major two qualifiers. Really excited to get back and see some more action because it's it's been a while. We had a little break uh, for the holidays and we're finally getting back to it. If you guys enjoy this one on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. We're at, uh, at the time of this recording, I think we're at 888 for subs. 888. We're real close to that 900 goal. Uh, approaching it faster than even I had hoped. So if you guys could continue that support, that would be awesome. If it's your first time listening, uh, drop a sub if you enjoy. We'd appreciate that. Uh, before we get into this news, though, Brock, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good today, honestly. Good Monday, honestly. You know, got like the three hours, three hours of sleep, but you know we're here. <laughs> kind yeah. of fall asleep. <laughs> and, sounds about right. Yeah, and about damn time we get back to this cod stuff matches this week. Let's get into it. Yeah, about time Optic made a a change too, or at least told us what they were doing. We knew the change was coming. Yeah, um, we've been waiting forever to just hear what it is and talk about it. Um, because as we know, they're they're the thing that makes the news and the CDL go round. The team. <clears throat> they they bring in a lot of the viewership. They got the most fans. Mm-hmm. They bring they bring in a lot of that. So it's it's finally nice to be able to actually know what their roster is and to speculate um how they could look and. Before we really dive into news, also, gotta we've been doing this a lot lately, but that's a good thing. We gotta thank you guys for the support on the last pod. Another one that approached like two thousand listens on YouTube and um, bunch of new subs. And like I said, we just I was just thanking you guys for hitting eight hundred subs, and we're getting really close to thanking you for nine hundred. And then you know that that next step, don't want to talk about it, but it's it's the ultimate goal. The one thousand was our goal um, for this season, so the continued support would be greatly appreciated. You guys have been killing it, and we we that doesn't go unnoticed. We really appreciate the support um going crazy <laughs> well, let's jump into the news brock uh obviously the news today and this week in general is pretty much optic focused with a little other stuff it's kind of like a quieter time because we haven't hit like really like crazy roster mania yet like that mid-season mm-hmm. roster mania where you see a ton of teams changing it was basically just like optic and then like we knew maybe like a one person change for london and stuff but like i feel like post major two is when we'll really start to get to like crazy roster change and like roster rumor type stuff. But today it's mostly focused on optic and then we're going to do pickums and um, wrap it up after that. Uh, we've had a lot of other roster news and like speculation to talk about the past few weeks and news wise, but today it's just optic. Let's focus on that. That's what people want to hear about. Um, that's what yep. most people are probably tuning in here. So you know what happened? Everybody listening knows what happened. Uh, Hook for dash. She was the pickup. Uh, we're assuming obviously that means Illy to the main scum to the flex and then the sub duo of Hook and Shotzi. What do you think? Initial thoughts? Um, I feel like it's the best best they could get at the time since they couldn't get Pred. Yeah, or RCs, really. Yeah, and at least, at least who has chemistry with uh, Ilian Shotzi, so that's good. Yeah, um, I can pull that up. I had a, a note on that here. I have the tweet up here, I think, on the side. Um, yeah, Zio, what they call themselves, Hook, Shotzi, Ilian as a trio. Um, they played 11 events together. I can't remember. I mean, a lot of them probably online, though. Um, yeah, in the world championship, but still they played 11 events together in those 11 events. They had six finals appearances, 
four championships in the world championship and their worst placing together in those 11 events was third slash fourth. Um, which I think like third slash fourth comes from like probably the home series events in MW. Yeah. And there wasn't like a third, uh, like a distinct difference between third and fourth, which kind of bowed out at the same time, like the semis. So, I mean, pretty absurd record together. You know, you saw some people saying like, I don't care about stats from that long ago. It's really not that long ago. I mean, they, they played together as recently as cold war Mm -hmm. early on in the season. Um, they have a very good history together. I'm intrigued by it as well. Um, the one parallel I had to this, I'm sure some other people have brought it up, but I thought about it right away. I, it's a completely different situation. We can get into how after we hear your thoughts on it, but it seems like oddly similar to the World War II optic situation, doesn't it? It like, does a little bit. A little they bit. pick up uh, pick up Octane for formal net situation, so we're kind of like acting like that wasn't part of it because like that was their first pick yep. for their main AR. But like that other swap for Karma in that game, they wanted Zuma, and then FaZe came back and offered him like the rumored like bag of a salary brought him back then optic pivoted to john who was one of the best subs in the game uh on lg in that game and then that fell through that deal didn't work and then it was like oh well the only other player that's free agent that we can get is you know methods and he made yeah. no sense for the team so it's a little different because hook i think does make a little more sense mm-hmm. on this roster and that's kind of my thoughts on it but like that reminded me a little bit of this they went for rsds couldn't get it done apparently went for pred couldn't get it done and then they like settled on hook but i mean yeah. what are your thoughts on it because i mean my thoughts are hook is obviously a better fit for this team than methods was in world war two. Cause that was like octane and methods just don't fit together. Yeah. Two, two slower players. Uh, the, for me thoughts, I, I like it, but I just don't know how hook hook will perform since he hasn't been performing the last like couple of years. Yeah. I so guess I, it's kind of like iffy. he, I feel like they got, they did like get technically like talent wise, uh, worse. You would say. Yeah. Potentially but, the, Dashi and Hook are just such different players. I feel like it's hard to compare them because they're both extremely talented, I would argue. Yeah. But maybe the talent drops off a little bit, but the teamwork comes back to form. So who knows? And I think you and I are also on the same page about that. Just it isn't always about accumulating the most talent. It certainly is never going to hurt you to accumulate a bunch of talent, but like sometimes a slight drop off in talent for much better team play is going to be worth it. Yeah. And definitely. That could be premature too. Who knows? Maybe the team play doesn't get better. We're kind of assuming that it will, but it might not. That's not a lock. Um, yeah, that is true. But I don't know. I feel like we saw Shotzi um, talk about how their first day of scrims together went pretty amazing. Um, and he loves playing with Hook. And they went like six and two in one map count, I think, against a team, maybe London. I can't remember who it was, but um, it sounded like uh, their, their scrims went extremely well. They like playing together. And I feel like that's also part of it. Like, this team maybe just needed like a refresh. Yeah. Chemistry wasn't going so well. And sometimes, sometimes you need that. Yeah. Sometimes you need to bring someone up, bring some new in. And like, and I I don't know. I I do. We've, we talked about this in our tier ranking before hook to optic was even a rumor. And we talked about it when the rumor started to to come out. Hook has S tier talent. Um, Mm -hmm. Neither of us are saying that hook is an S tier player currently because he hasn't been for a little while. I'd say the last time he approached that, and hit that form was either stage one of Cold War. He was like a favorite for MVP post stage one before kind of, you know, we all know what happened the rest of Cold War. Yep. And then I would also say at that major two that we attended, that was like yeah. MVP hook form. That was an S tier player at that major mm-hmm. two last year. With LAG. Yeah, he just jumped like a 1.3 in the finals. I finals. Think. Yeah. yeah, he was popping off. So I, I do think he has a talent. I'm interested to see. I would say some people are very negative and there are people that are like, oh my God, Zio's back instantly a top team. I'd say I'm somewhere in the middle. 
I don't think they're back, that they're instantly a top team. And mm-hmm. some people are really saying like Hook's a big downgrade. I also don't agree with that. I think we're gonna see them maybe steady out. And I think if I had to say by the end of major two, I think Optic will be a pretty clear top four team, I'll say. Yeah, that honestly sounds pretty good. Pretty good to me. I think they'll be up there or like battling with like add. I think like FaZe and Toronto will still for sure be at the top, but then like New York also, but I'm not completely sold on like Surge mm-hmm. as the fourth team because like we know their inconsistencies and we'll have to see how Pred wanting to leave maybe affects their chemistry and stuff. But yeah. I, I would say I think Optic settles somewhere in like the top four after this yeah. event. Yeah, I, I I agree, honestly. Last thing though on this is I don't know how you feel. I don't know how the community feels, but I, I left this whole roster mania type section with Optic, if you want to call it that. Uh, basically, like I think Pred to Optic is a lock next year. It is it is definitely a lock unless they're somehow pays the bag and a half. <laughs> I don't even think it matters. I think they'd have to give him an NBA max contract to stay. That's what I'm saying, like a lot. <laughs> like an unheard of, like 10xing the current max contract of what a COD pro makes. Yeah. I think he's just so set on optic and his mind is set. Um, I guess the only other, the only other way maybe he wouldn't is um if potentially like he's not a free agent somehow, that'd be the only way. Yeah. But definitely a free agent after this year. And maybe we'll talk about that a little more, but you've been mentioning this, you know, like not on the podcast, but Sib also sounds like a possibility. I, I could easily see a Pred and Sib joining like Shotzi and Illy next year. I, I do think like one thing I do think sucks for Hook, and we can move on to the Parasite stuff and get into our picks. But one thing I do think that sucks for Hook is um, I do think it's going to be pretty impossible for him to get more than one year on this team. Yeah. As bad as that sounds, because I think Shotzi's probably the future of Optic. Would you agree with that? I agree. And I think Pred will be picked up over Hook. Yeah. And gap filler. And if they, whether or not they pick up Sib, that already leaves Hook in a tough spot. Because mm. I cannot see Hook going to a main AR. Um, I don't think he wants to do that. I can like maybe see him going to a flex, but unless something wild happens, I feel like Shotzi would continue and Optic would prefer to continue with Ilya as the flex. Worst case, if he has to move back from main after this year. Yeah, I so I, I uh, think it's gonna be very tough for Hook. The only way that I feel like he stays in this team is if he just absolutely goes crazy and they win like every event. I think it's gonna be pretty tough. Yeah, for Hook to stay. Or I mean, obviously, if they win champs, I don't think they'll break up. Uh, well, I guess technically they will because Scump will be out. But <laughs> doesn't matter for champs. Scump's out. Everyone else is out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's mostly what we had an optic, and I, I'm just intrigued to see this team because I'm always a person that loves. No matter what team it is, I love to watch their teams. I'm extremely intrigued to watch how Scraps is able to play this week. For London, I just love new teams no matter who it is. So I'm excited yep. for that. All right. Then we got some challenger stuff. <clears throat> uh, I guess let's talk about Parasite and Dashy first since we've kind of talked about Optic before we do the challenger stuff. Yep. Um, Parasite, basically, to paraphrase this, is not obviously exactly what he said. You can go listen to the clip. I think maybe the flank posted it. Maybe CDL Intel. Like a lot of people posted it, but he basically said Dashy needs to not just go play Val. Um, and sit around and be lazy is basically what he said. But he actually mm-hmm. needs to continue to play the game, which, um, I would argue sometimes maybe taking like the year off and like maybe he's playing Val and like getting to stream up like Methods did during a lot of uh, what was it? Cold War isn't the yeah. worst thing. Yeah. However, this is an unprecedented situation. Like we have two years of MW two. 
So not playing the whole year and really setting yourself behind could really hurt you for next season. Yeah, definitely needs to keep keep grinding. Maybe not like as hard if he's not going to be on a team, but still drive the game mostly every day. Watch it. But like you, you would think at least play like challengers, right? That's a maybe, but I don't know. I don't know if he will. I know. Unless, unless the right team comes along. Yeah, or maybe like at least at least like be grinding eights and like. Yeah. Stuff like that, just just to like show that you're at least still getting reps on the game and like are at least used to it mm-hmm. and how it plays and stuff. He played challenges. He dropped two point oh's. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will say though I I'm interested to see how quickly interest in him heats up because like I mean I don't know if they're on the same level, but I do think this guy gets some disrespect. Gunless was moved to the bench in MW and uh, yep. he gets some disrespect, but Gunless is a very good player, a yeah. very talented player. And he sat on the bench the whole year for Huntsman after getting dropped down there pretty early. Um, I think that there's probably an avenue where Seattle tries to get dashy. Since they kept Pred, they go all in for this year and they try to get dashy for accuracy. But like, does Optic let that happen? Uh, it only happens if, if Dashy like goes up to Hex and said like, I want to go there. Which like, I'm assuming he's going to want to go there. Like, if you told Dashy like his option for mm-hmm. after getting dropped was he could go play with Sib, Pred, and Mac, he'd probably be like, Yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, but but like who knows if he really wants to leave? And Hex play. is like, yeah, I mean Hex is always done right by his players. He's very good to his players, but like mm-hmm. also at the same time, Hex is not dumb. He knows yeah. that if Dashi goes to Seattle, that's a very big threat to them. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah. Who knows? That is interesting. You also you pointed out too that you thought Dashi could potentially like make his way back on a team for Scump next year if like he can fix some stuff. Potentially, yeah. I definitely I think know. so. It's like it's like I, I don't know. They basically broken up twice. I feel like it's like you can't get back together a third time. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I I just don't think they want to get rid of him, no matter what. I know Hex probably doesn't. They're, they've grown pretty close to him, and he's he's been. I mean, he's been on the team forever in the organization forever. Yeah, they want to do everything they can possible to work with him, and then if it doesn't go well, well, oh, they got to go then. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right. Now, Challenger stuff. Speaking of Parasite and his comments <clears throat> on Dashi, he won the Challenger Cup. Third Challenger Cup. Parasite, out of nowhere, came back from not playing. He was like coaching, then he had to sub in on the, at the tournament in Raleigh, and then all of a sudden, he just won the third Challenger Cup. Who was it with? It was with uh, Fire 40, right? It, it was Fire 40. Yep. It was uh, some dude named Lau. Apparently, he's nasty. And. 40. <laughs> Who else? Uh, I can't think of the fucking the last guy. I got it. Fire forty, Lao Johnny. Oh, is it? Oh, Johnny. Yeah, and then uh, looks like the where was it? The EU team. Um, Harry Gizmo, Furious, and F that they they lost, didn't they? They choked a three zero lead in game seven, I think. Really? Maybe I don't remember. Um, yeah. Team Notorious wins in game seven fashion. They were down 3-0 and came back and won 6-4. Um, that's Eric Boom, Metals, Wee Man, and Maple. A lot of names we recognize there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of former pros there. And then, uh, where was it? In the APAC. Now I missed it. I don't know where they were, but a couple teams that won there. Um, pretty impressive to see Parasite basically come back out of nowhere and coaching in the flank and stuff and winning. And apparently he did the flank mid-tournament. Yeah, I, I did see him on the flank. I was like, is he still in the tournament or what? <laughs> and he won the thing. 
Yeah, that's actually it's pretty funny. It's very tippable, as I would say. Yeah. Out of, out of parasite. Guy's just screwing around and half playing, and he's winning tournaments. Hey, he basically said like his teammate just cared him the whole weekend. He's just, just there. That's what he kept saying. But those are some pretty good teammates because whether or not people want to actually believe it, because of you know he's kind of a meme. Fire is a pretty good player. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Johnny also he he shows flashes on Parrish. Pretty good player. I don't know much about the other the other player, but I'm assuming he's got to be pretty good. He, he just won a Challenger Cup. It's not an easy thing to do. He's got to be a pretty decent player. <laughs> they said he's like he's nasty. So yeah. Um. Last thing, Brock, you're hyped about this one. Doug. Doug in the Boston Breach Academy were the first team, I believe, to qualify yeah. for this season's Elite. Let's go, Doug. I think this might be the first time Doug made an Elite. I think so, too, actually. See what they can do. I don't think his team's been good enough. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of talent fair. on his team now. Yeah. He's got a lot of talent on his team now. Doug's got the talent. Hopefully they win it. Doug that would be wild. The storylines on Twitter would be so great, too. It would be. Oh, I, Doug's just so good. He's he'll get back to the top one day in the CDL, win a ch- world championship. Yeah, you know we know you believe that. We I was trying to look up pull ups while winning. <laughs> I was trying to look up if I thought that they had played a couple matches, but I don't really see it. Uh, maybe not. Elite. Yeah, I thought they had. Maybe not. I don't see any tweets he said about it. So maybe not. But yeah, he's there with, uh, who is it? Shawnee Kremp. He's going by now in Beans. So solid yeah. squad. Doug qualified for the elite. So shout out to Doug. Uh, I think both Brock and I and basically all of Twitter wants to see him win because the storylines and content would be crazy. He probably added to his resume as a championship. Facts. And then like say he's 5-0 and in finals. Yeah. <laughs> we love Doug. <laughs> yeah. So I'm open to see him win or at least I'll be tuning in some matches and Doug always makes things entertaining. Yep, definitely does. All right. We went a little longer on news than I thought we would, but that's always the case with everything. It always goes longer than you think it would because you, you get to talking and it just goes on. But we got picks to do now. This will be the last thing we do on this podcast. We're about 20 minutes in right now. Maybe these picks take, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Maybe we'll get you out of here. And under an hour, a little bit shorter episode today because news-wise, it's basically just optic. Um, yep. Other than that, wasn't a whole lot. So we got pickums to do. I like roughly looked at some of the matchups, kind of like gave my thoughts or like thought about what I was going to do. Um, pulled a little bit of map counts, kind of looked at some data and like kind of came up with like a rough idea of who I want to pick. But like in going through it, like the quick eye test, if you look at these matchups for 20, 30 seconds, the initial reaction I had was there's a lot of uh, matches that you might think are lopsided, but that never generally ends up going very well. And you think a lot of matches are lopsided and all of a sudden you pick a bunch wrong. Yeah. yeah never really, really know. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, we got to say, got a slightly new format maybe for yep. Major 2. We want to do things a little different. Uh, I like the confidence points idea because it does, you know, swing things. If you feel really good about something and you're accurate, it's really going to help you a lot. But we thought it got a little confusing last time when we had one through four points and then an eight pointer that you could use every week. Like things got a little bit confusing. So we're going to simplify it down a little bit so it's maybe easier to follow. We're only going to be able to do one or two points on a match and then we're going to have one four point match. Uh, so the four point is like basically like the eight point match. So like, I'm basically going to say like, let's say for the first matchup, uh, it's Toronto versus London. I really think London's going to win. I pick London 3-0. I can put two points on them. And if they win, I get two points. If they lose, I lose two points. And then we just add up the total points for the week and then overall for the major to see who wins. And then once a week, we can each put four points on one team, but we cannot do the same team. And whoever lost the previous week 
or in this case, the previous major gets the first pick so they can like veto if they're going to put it on somebody else. So I won the picks in the first major. So Brock will get his pick at that. But basically, we're going to go like that. So a correct map count is also plus one. So if I pick like a, a 3-2 London and they win 3-2, I put two confidence points on it. I get two points for that. And then a correct map count will be one. So the max points you can get on that would be three. Yep. Um, no no points for incorrect map counts. Just you lose the the confidence points you bet if you get the match wrong. Just like you would do if you're in like a football pick and pool. It's kind of similar to that if any of you have done that before. First match though, Brock. I'm the defending champ for Major 1. See if you can take me out this time. Toronto versus London are outside the, the United States battle here. Toronto? 3-1. Yeah, this is kind of one of those ones I was, I was thinking feels a little lopsided, although I think there's maybe a possibility that uh, London with a new player in brings some fire and is able to take him out. Uh, they'll get him out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm always like a lot of times when people like make roster changes, like when uh, Minnesota brought in Standy and Cold War. I remember, like, I think I picked Optic 3 0 in that match, or like really thought Optic was going to win. And then Standy just came out and fried them and they destroyed Optic 3 0. Yeah, that is. Um, sometimes new players come in, but I, I also do think like London is arguably the worst team in the game currently, or like bottom two, and Toronto's probably like top two, top three. So, yeah. Pretty big gap to cover. I actually agree with you. Oh, what are you going to do for confidence points? Yeah. Uh, Toronto 3-1, and I'm going to put one point on it. Okay. I'm going to do the same thing, actually, but I'm going to put two points on it. Toronto 3-1 with two points on it. All right. Um, I was trying to think. I actually thought about making this like a four-pointer, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll do Toronto three one with two points, and I, I just think Toronto in this case the clear better team, and I like to pick upsets, but I think I'd rather pick my upsets somewhere else. I'd like to see London play once with scraps, and I might regret that because maybe they'll end up winning. But I'd, I'd like to see them play once with them to see if improvements are made. Maybe they look the same. Maybe they look worse. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to see how scraps does. All right, Boston, Minnesota. To me, this is like a good kind of like. I don't know. This is like a good measuring stick match for me. I -hmm. feel like these two teams are kind of in the same boat right now for me. They're like hovering somewhere between like the six to 10 range right now, like anywhere in that whole range. It could be like middle of the pack. They could be bottom middle. They could even maybe be like top middle. I just don't know where they're at. So I feel like this is a good measuring stick. If we see one team really dominate, they're going to really rise up for me. And if we see it pretty close, maybe I, I still think they're both middle, but I think this is a good measuring stick match for me. I'll pick first in on this one just because you went first. I, man, big wake is back. It's tough. We haven't seen Boston really play together in a while. It's closer than I thought it would be. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I always had faith in Boston, so it's not like shocking to me. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick. Oh man, this is tough for me. I'm gonna go ahead and say Minnesota three two, but I'm only gonna put one point on it because I, I do think this is a uh, this is a toss up match in my eyes. One point. All right. Yeah. I'm going opposite of you. <laughs> Same Boston, Boston 3 2? Yeah, Boston 3 2 pulls it out. And I'm going to. on that? Or two? I'm going to put two on it. Okay. So, some tells me to put two points on Boston this weekend, and they're going to win. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Is this kind of. You're kind of in the same boat a little bit with this one, though? It's, it's pretty toss up to me. Yeah. 
definitely coming down to the wire. Well, maybe maybe round eleven search. Yeah, like in comparison, especially to that first match, like I feel I feel pretty good about Toronto winning. Um, mm-hmm. This match is I, like you're telling me at the end of the weekend, Boston won this one really in any fashion. I could see this literally going any map count to any team. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much of a toss of this to me. Like I could see either team three owing, and like it's it just there are two teams that are like at the exact same point in my mind. I think they underachieved in the first stage, and I think they both have high potential, but I also don't think it's a lock that they achieve that potential, so I yep. think it's a toss-up. Then we've got our final match on Friday. Vegas versus Seattle. This is probably my, along with that second match I talked about, this might be the match I'm most intrigued by. You know. Weird as that sounds, because like, Vegas, I want to see how they build off their performance at Major 1, where they came out, finished top 6, and probably played a lot better than a lot of people expected them to. Yeah, Seattle. I want to see how they're able to bounce back from uh, like the whole Pred rumors. Like, I wonder is there going to be something off with their chemistry because you know they are a team pretty predicated on teamwork. Yeah. So I want to see if they're going to be able to bounce back. I don't. I don't know. Where are you going with this one? Where I'm going, I feel like Seattle would be a little bit uh, flustered that Pred wants to leave and all that such. I'm gonna go three two Vegas. Damn it! I was gonna pick Vegas here. Uh, and I thought maybe you pick Dying Seattle. I, you know, this feels like it should be a point where I should just pick Seattle because it should be like a pretty free way for me to make up points on you. Two points as well. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns. I'm gonna say Vegas as well. I think I think Vegas pulls it out in a three one. Uh, I'm only gonna go one point on this one. I think that's wild that we're both picking the Legion. Um, I know over the over the the runner the current runner up. I know. In Seattle, but I don't know. I, I do think chemistry issues could come into play. Um, I will say that's why I'm only putting one confidence point on it at three, uh, three one. Because boy, I could easily see uh, Seattle coming out and still looking like the same team and being extra motivated to prove Pred that he made the right decision, and they could just fry. Definitely. That wouldn't shock me. But um, I don't know. I, something about this Vegas team. I feel like they're going to keep improving, and I'm also kind of like I am with London. I want to see how they play with scraps. I want to see how they come out of this whole roster rumor period and see how they play. Although I will say if there's one leader in person, I feel like that would just come out of it unscathed and come out of it well. It would probably be accuracy. Just be able to get his team laser laser focused and refocused. Laser focused on this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Accuracy. Yeah, we're both on Vegas. Kind of surprising, huh? It's not a, Both on Legion is not a thing I thought I'd say a lot really ever. Yeah, it's definitely tides turning. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good thing. Makes things more fun. Yep. Okay, we got Florida LAG to start off the day on Saturday. Uh, mm. Kind of a toilet bowl here, but Florida maybe not as bad as we thought. Uh, LAG once again, another new look roster. Three new players swapping in. We got Assault, Exceed, and Joe Deceives. Joe Deceives yep. making his CDL debut. You gonna roll with your boys LAG, even though they swapped out three players? Oh man. Yes, 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 yes. You're rolling with them? I'm gonna... LAG is winning. Okay. What do I want to call it? 3-1. 3-1. And I'm, I'm gonna put the four points for it, actually, here. We're, going, we're rolling with it. Man, okay. You're going with your four points on LAG. Alex ran the troops up for the big game on against Florida Saturday. Where would this? I don't hate the pick simply because of the fact that one, I think Florida is still like one of the bottom teams. Um, 
Solstice team that LIG is going to beat, they're probably higher on the list. And two, because it's kind of like a classic sports thing. Like you don't have film on the guy. Yep. And a random quarterback comes in that actually has some decent talent, but like they don't have any film on him. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of stuff on tape they can study and he plays a little better. I, I don't think it is a great one-to-one comparison to COD, but also like they have no VOD to watch on this team playing together. The only thing they can really do is maybe watch the challenger VOD because three of them play together there and kind of like see how they played. That's maybe like the closest thing they have to it. But like, yeah, they don't have a lot of film on them. If this was a really good team, I'd maybe feel a little more confident in them beating LAG. But Florida shaky. However, I feel like this is a chance for me to make up some points on you. And I also do feel like Florida has a pretty good chance to win this. So I'm going to go Florida. And I haven't picked any three O's and I really want to start picking some three O's. But I think LAG's going to... No, I think LAG's going to come out just fine. I'm, I'm going to say 3-2. I'm actually going to pick it to be very close. I'm going to go one point again. All right. Honeymoon phase for LAG. Yeah, I, I, I do think that's certainly a possibility. That's why I'm also only going one. I've, I've done a lot of one-pointers, but I, yeah, it's, it's a tough situation, really, for me to put faith in either of these teams. Mm-hmm. Because LAG with a brand-new roster and Florida is just not a team I trust that much. Yeah, we still know we're going to get uh, some teams. Yeah, but I'll say Florida 3-2 with a one point of confidence on it. All right. Okay, we got Minnesota-London. Second oh match. This is where I'm finally picking my first 3-0. It feels weird. They're maybe not the best team right now, and London's a little bit of a question mark, but I'm going Minnesota. 3-0? 3-0. Putting two on it. Let's go big. All right, not 30-0, but... Minnesota 3-0, you know? Over London, yeah. that's It's another shaky one, though, because once again, Minnesota, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're... It feels like Minnesota always always lets you have you know, that one game. You can you can have 3-1. Not, not yeah. That's why I'm scared. But hey, new new stage, new team, new Minnesota. They're winning respawns now, which, I mean, I'm saying it right now. I don't even know if I believe it, but we'll <laughs> roll with it. Uh, Minnesota, I'll do 3-1. I'm going to put one only on it. One confidence point. Okay. 3-1 Minnesota. We're we're splitting enough on some matches here, but next one is a kind of a grudge match. Third match on Saturday. It's Atlanta versus Seattle. You know, the always the, the classic um narrative around this match is that Seattle always plays them tough. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Atlanta's first match too of the weekend. And Seattle's already got one under their belt. We'll we'll have known. Going into this house, Seattle looks post pred rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shake got it off. Uh, Seattle through two. R- okay, sh- shake off the rust, get a W. Two two confidence points as well. Okay, I I don't mind that. I I'm okay with it. I'm gonna say she said Seattle three two, right? Yep. I'm gonna go. Atlanta, 3-1. Um, and I'm putting two on this one as well. I feel pretty good about Atlanta. Um, I, it's kind of always like the classic thing with me too. Like, 3-1? Yeah, 3-1 Atlanta with two points on it. Um, right. It's kind of like the classic thing for me. Like I've been this way. It's kind of the scared way to pick, but I've been this way basically since I did pick them. Starting in MW is like, Man, Atlanta goes like 30-something in like eight every year in their matches. Yeah. <laughs> like, they win, like, for every match they like they lose, they win three or four. It's very rare for them to lose. 
I do think this is one that they have a pretty good chance to be upset in because Seattle is, you know, a team that what for whatever reason, no matter the players, Surge always seemed to like play them tough at the very least, if not win. And mm-hmm. they played them tough at uh, the first major. I think they have a legit chance to get it done. But, you know, for whatever reason, I've got faith in Atlanta. I do think that Atlanta is going to come out and look really strong. I kind of think going into this stage, they're my pick to finally get themselves over the hump for the first time in a little while. Like, spoiler alert, I think uh, FaZe are right now my team going into this week that I'm picking to win this major. Early on, obviously things could change. Come major time, I could feel different. But like they're the team that I'm leaning towards. I think this is finally the time Atlanta steps up and wins an event is this stage. But we'll see how it goes. That's why I'm going 3-1. Uh, Atlanta, I'm putting putting two on it. Yeah, you know, it's very good. You don't usually bet against Atlanta since they do win all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're betting against Atlanta, I'd say odds are you're going to lose. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of money. Probably not going to come out making money if you're betting against them all the time. Yeah, I would most likely say that too. <laughs> Following up that match, though, we got another really great match, in my opinion. Maybe people aren't looking at le- uh, looking at it like that because Thieves didn't look the best in the first stage, but Thieves NYSL is kind of a banger of a match. It is. And I, I just don't know who to pick. I feel like NYSL could be due for a letdown. It's their first match. It's both these teams' first match of the stage. Mm-hmm. I feel like NYSL could be due for a little bit of a letdown, maybe a little bit of a hangover from the win, but... They're clearly right now above LA Thieves. Like, there's no debate right now. They're a better team than Thieves, but who knows? Maybe some adjustments have been made. I, I trust Thieves with their coaching staff, J Cap and Shane, um, the analysts over there, and the smart players and veteran players, and how long they've been together to make changes. Yeah. Um, but I also trust Sender and that staff over at New York, and I trust those players. It's it's kind of a matter. I feel like this is going to be another pretty close series. I could see this one going five. Um, I'll go with my pick first. I don't know. This one This one has five games written all over it. I'm going to go with subliners, although I, I, I don't feel good. I'm going to put one point on it. And the 3-2 subliners is only one point because, quite frankly, I don't know. Something about LAT is just scary to me. It is. It's scary. Something about New York, you know, coming off the win. Sometimes, you know, you have a little bit of a hangover. It's, it's scary. That's why I'm going 3-2 with only one point on it. But taking New York, don't feel great about it. All right, I'm gonna throw a wild one. Wild one on. I'm taking LAT three zero. Wow, your first three zero, and you're picking it over the defending champs. Yep, the hangover is real. Think you think they're gonna like struggle the whole stage, or just like first match jitters, like just gonna be a little shaky? I think first match, honestly. Say, that'd be a pretty wild take. Put a one confidence point. Some about it. Some about it wants me to pick three zero LAT. LAT. I mean, I say it every week. That that is your first three O you picked uh, seven matches in, and I've picked one. It's probably bound to be more than one three O through the first seven matches. Yeah, <laughs> like three O's always happen. It's just it's just hard to pick a three O because when you're looking at teams, you at least for me, I don't know how like listeners out there or you are, but like when I look at two teams, it's like even if I think a team's way better, it's just like a lot of times you're like, oh, they'll they'll get one. Like you want to bet about yeah. them getting like one. Mm-hmm. But like That's I don't know, fun. sometimes. It's not the case, but this is two competitive teams. So I'm surprised this is where you picked your first 3-0. I know. Selfishly, I hope it's not because I feel like this could be a banger series. So I'd like to see it go five. Yeah, definitely. I just, you know, you got to gotta go for it. See if it hits. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm for it. It'd be, it'd be pretty interesting. And Twitter would be interesting if Thieves are able to come out and just 3-0 New York. And that's the only match we see New York in the weekend. So people would maybe be calling them out or something. Yeah, like frauds. Yeah, but let's <laughs> let's move it on to uh on to Sunday. 
We've got Toronto versus Florida. Um, maybe a potential blowout match. I mean, I haven't been picking too many upsets. I've basically gone. Maybe the one upset I picked was like Vegas over Minnesota uh, or Vegas over Seattle. Sorry. Um, maybe uh, I guess maybe you consider uh, Minnesota over Boston upset. But that's kind of even. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm wanting to pick Florida, but also that would mean I pick Florida to go two and zero in the week. So this isn't really the place I want to pick my upset. So hey, we we did see London go two and zero the first week. That is very true, and then they haven't won since. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I I am gonna pick Toronto here. I think this is where I'm gonna. I just talked about it. I'm gonna go with a three zero after I said I was thinking about Florida. Right. Oh man, I, I'm torn between the first and last match today to throw my four points on. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to throw it on today. I think Toronto's going to come out with a fire and they're going to want that one seed. They're going to come out for I'm going to put four points on this one in a 3-0. All right. Although, man, it's just like... I thought about going to the last match because I don't have faith in your LAG boys, but I'll say Toronto 3-0 and I'm putting a full fire on that. Yeah. I'll also be picking Toronto 3-1 because they got Major Maniac and he'll give you one. I'll put one confidence point on there. Yeah, Major, we'll get you one. Probably get you the S&D or something. Yeah, think off one of the maps. Although I think, like, I do think. Actually, I'm gonna save what I'm gonna say for the end because I think maybe at the end we are a little shorter. Like, we're probably only only gonna go through these picks about 40 minutes. Maybe we have like an extra few minutes. I'm gonna say like, what kind of storylines do you see coming into this? Like, is there some storyline you think is gonna build up? We'll do like a little mini like Q and A kind of segment after this. Yeah. So I'm gonna save what I was gonna say. It has to do with Toronto. Um, but I'll save it for after these two picks and we can get the picks all wrapped up. But next we've got probably the most anticipated match of the weekend. Optic versus Boston hooks debut optics, new roster against a pretty, pretty good opponent. Like it's not like they're coming out and playing one of the bottom teams. Boston is a, whether or not they're playing like super well right now, they're a solid opponent. Um, they're going to give you a tough series. You're not going to be able to walk over them. I don't think, um, we got Texas versus Boston and it seems like Boston since their inception, I don't know how many wins they have against Optic. I didn't look up that stat, but it feels like they do play them pretty tough. I remember them beating them pretty late in the Vanguard season. Uh, I'm like a reverse sweep and people didn't expect it, but yeah. where are you leaning there? Ooh. New team, new vibes, new era, 3-0, Texas. How many are you putting on it? I'm putting two. Okay, I'm... I'm on the same page as you. I do think Optic's going to win. I'm going to say 3-1. I think maybe the search and destroy is a little bit off. They're not as polished as Boston, and they drop the search to Boston, yeah. but I think they come out and they, they set the pace and respawn. I do think this has a sneaky potential to be some banger respawns that maybe you wouldn't think, because I do think the, the speed of Optic, the pace is going to pick up, because you know I would think Skump's going to be a pretty fast flex, although he is a pretty pre-aim heavy player at times, but I think the yeah. pace of optics going to pick up, and I think Boston with Nero and Vivid, we know they'll match pace. Um, so I, I think this could be a pretty fast pace, close two fifty to two forty hard points, and um, exciting maps. I think Boston takes the search due to just reps together and the lack of practice. That's the one thing that does scare me for Optic, though. Their lack of practice reps. They're only going to practice basically like yesterday, Sunday, um, yeah. through like I guess Saturday before this match. They only have like less than a week of practice, so. I don't know. We'll see how they look, but uh, I'm going to say Optic wins 3-1, drops search. I'm going to put one point on it only, though. I'm going to go a little safer here, a little conservative. It'll be the battle of who has more pace. Yeah. Pretty much. They'll be running at each other. I'm expecting some entertaining respawns. 
It'll be running each other, and then Zinni being the far back, just chilling. Yeah, Zinni will be back there, and Illy maybe will match his pace and chill too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brock, last match. Battle of LA. Maybe uh, as you looked forward to stage two before the year, you thought this would be a, a great matchup of two Goliath teams. Obviously, LAG did not hit your expectations. Wait, they're the Goliath. Uh, <laughs> LAG, yeah. LAT? Although, I will say, I don't remember what the exact record is, kind of like this. I could be completely lying, but I remember that one year, I think it was Cold War, LAT, literally, they were probably the better team overall. Actually, they were, because LAG was like the worst team, but LAT could not beat LAG in Cold War. They're saying there's a chance. So, like, I don't know, Battle of LA? You never know. Maybe LAG has, has their number or something. I'm not going to pick LAG for this one, unfortunately. LAT3-1. LAT Okay, you're going with a little bit more blowouts. Uh, I'm, I guess I am too. I have a three zero and a three one, as well. Um, I'm just putting one, one point, one point on them. Three one, you said. Yeah, I'll go different than you. I'm going to say LAT three zero. I'm going to put two points on it. I just feel very confident that LA Thieves is going to win this because, like, I think they're a, a top tier team, even though they maybe didn't look like it. And I think Thieves are or not Thieves. Gorillas are going to take a little bit of time to figure it out. That's why I'm going to go three zero. Just go bold and hope it hits with the mm-hmm. two points on it, but uh, it'll be interesting to see because I do think that like the Exceed and Joda Steve's duo has sneaky potential to like outperform our expectations and make LAG much more competitive this weekend than we might think. Yeah. I'm just, I just am really hesitant on that, hesitant on that Arsides and Assault duo. Yeah. The slow peep players. They could have major pacing issues. With yeah, varsities and assault are slow and exceed and jodices are just run 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 it's gonna be a really awkward split and some pacing issues might occur big time yeah i definitely agree that's why that's why i went 3-0 but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah definitely okay then that's it for picks uh the one thing i want to do i thought of it with toronto is what are like some narratives you see what are going to be some things that dictate who wins major two, who looks good in this stage, who maybe is making a roster change? The first thing I thought of, like, I'll give you an example because we didn't really talk about this in prepping, but um, my example would be Toronto. I kind of think this is like a, it's, I'll explain what I mean because I, I think it sounds bad and I doesn't mean to be bad, but I think this is like a career defining stage for scrappy. And that might sound dramatic. I'm not saying like if he plays bad, his career is over and he's going to suck. Or if he plays, great like he's gonna be the best player ever but i think like he had a great stage one like one of the better stages we've ever seen from a rookie numbers wise and even like eye test wise he played very well i mean he was he was looking like a top tier player i think this is a big test for him where i think if he continues that momentum and toronto rolls which they play london and florida this week they have a very good chance to go two and oh would you say they probably have maybe the best chance of anyone to go two and oh this weekend Yes. I mean, two very winnable matches against London and Florida, two of our bottom teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this could be a, a career defining or at least like season defining thing for Scrappy in Toronto. If he comes out and fries again, regardless of who they're playing, and they go into the major as a top seed, like three and one, four and oh, whatever their, their record is, pretty good record. And he's frying. He continues his case for MVP, like in his rookie season, basically locks up rookie of the year with another really good stage. That momentum could be carried in like. They could use that momentum all year to just keep riding and being a top four team. Uh, and if maybe he comes out and is shaky, maybe teams don't really fear them at all. And they don't, uh, they think, eh, stage one was a fluke. Like he's a rookie, he's young, he's inconsistent. And then the cracks start to show. 
and people get more confidence against them. So like that's kind of a narrative I have. Like I think Scrappy could like clearly I mean I think he's top player already and everybody does, but like he could clearly establish himself as not only a rookie of the year favorite, but an MVP candidate and like propel Toronto forward to being a favorite for the rest of the year with a with a good showing this stage. Kind of like a like Sid from Black Ops Four, kind of. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat similar. Um, I guess a like slightly different because he was like a midseason pickup, but like on the same lines. Yeah, like with another good showing here, like he could just become a dominant rookie. I, I'm, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say he could have that much of an impact because I still think I test wise, Simp and Black Ops Four might be the best player I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, so that's a little doing. tough, to say, but like a somewhat similar impact. Like he could, he a good performance could basically like lock Toronto in as a top three team for the rest of the year in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. You got um, any like narratives you got building in your head, or like make or break points for a team? What what I want to see is Atlanta Faze to be the team that everyone fears again. Yeah, the top dogs. The top dogs. They haven't won like it was. Seven events in the last seven. They haven't won. Yeah, well, their last win would be Cold War Champs, right? Yeah, they haven't won like six or seven events. So yeah, so I guess if you yeah, if you include the well, yeah, four majors in Vanguard plus the Pro Am in Vanguard plus Champs is six, and then yeah. this year's openers. Yeah, about unless I'm missing one. Yeah, about seven events. Yeah, I want to see them become the team that everyone fears again because I feel like when they when people play them. They don't fear them, so you know they're just playing their game now. Like, like in Cold War, you played Phase, yeah, yeah. You're you're shaking. <laughs> yeah, you you played Phase. You got on the map and you felt the presence that you were playing the best team in the game. Yeah, that's what I, I think. See Phase go back to. I still think you get on the map and you you still feel like you still feel that you're shooting against Simp and Celium in a BZ. You still feel that. I. I don't know. That's interesting because I, I still think like like I said, I going into this major, like if I had to pick a team right now, I'm picking phase to win this major. I just I don't know. I have a feeling this is the time they click with Slasher. I will say, like, I want to see Selium speed it up. That's how we saw the other teams have success. We know Abizi and Simple speed it up, and like obviously Abizi, you probably don't want him to speed it up in most situations because he's already going so fast. Um yeah. but like I think the way that that becomes a reality, your your hope is that Selium speeds it up and we know he's got the talent to just run around and fry like Let's see him speed it up and kind of get to that New York pace. Let's get Phase playing at the New York pace. That'll be fun to watch. That's my main narrative. I want to see. Obviously, we've got other ones. We the main, the big narrative for the stage is will yeah. Hook bring Optic back to back to form and back to being a top team? Um, mm-hmm. Are these young players building blocks for LAG? Can LAT get back to form? Can Vegas build off top six? Can teams like Minnesota and Boston pick it up? Like, there's a ton. Um, back a superstar player. Yeah, okay. Um, in Florida, <laughs> I, happy I bottom four. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there's, there's like a lot of narratives. Obviously, we're we're still in that stage of like we only had four matches and then barely a couple matches for some teams. Like we've still only seen some teams play six matches, maybe mm-hmm. even less, five six matches. So like, you know, there's still a lot of things we have to do to figure out teams. But we're like, I'd say we have them. We have the piece of paper out. We penciled them in, but we've got the eraser ready to move people around. Oh, yeah, where definitely. we are but like we're like we're like starting we're at major one we were just like blindly like kind of shooing people in and had an idea of where they're going now we've slightly penciled them in and we're ready to ready to solidify them but there's still some moving to be done so we're 
I feel like after at least the the first set of matches in this stage, we're gonna have a little bit better of an idea of where we rank teams. I'm excited to get to that point because yep. then we can yep. really start to deep dive and get analytical and nerdy about all the stats that are going on with teams. It's excited to watch some more COD finally. Yeah. Narrative wise, though, that's all I got. You got anything else before we wrap it up? We're at about 48, 49 minutes now, so that's that's pretty good good length for a pre episode. Not really. No, I don't really got anything else. All right. I don't either. That's about usually the pre-episodes we're picking are a little shorter because um, we don't have as much to analyze on as many matches to talk about teams to talk about. We're going to have more narratives, obviously, after this week. And we see um, see some matches and maybe are starting to panic about some teams or really settle down and feel confident in some teams. But that's going to do it for this one. Like I said, we're very close to 900 subs. If you guys would help us out, if it's your first time listening, drop a sub, drop a like, drop a comment down below. Uh, on your thoughts we've been getting a lot of comments lately um we've got our boy in the comments that likes to do copy pastas that i always laugh at yeah i'm looking out at you i'm looking for you to beat your mind gym comment i still think your mind gym comment with the zinni and krim is your best one i'm looking for you to beat that um anybody else if you're out there drop a comment drop your thoughts what do you think about hook to optic obviously the big talking point um who's your early favorite to win major two who you have your eye on you got Phase is a common pick. Obviously, New York's probably going to be a common pick. You think Optic's maybe the favorite? You think Surge are going to be motivated by the the Pred potential move? Uh, LAT are going to bounce back? Let's hear it. Who you think are are going to win the major? Um, that's going to do it for this one. Like I said, if you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you next week with our analysis and reaction to the, the first set of matches for Stage 2, as well as any other news that might come up. So thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.